Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. It's time for the Happy Half Hour. With your friends, Kristen Balboni and Will Bryan. Presented by Morris Jenkins. That's right. It's that time of the week. The Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. And Mr. Jenkins told me his plumbers and AC techs secretly wear Panthers jerseys under their uniforms. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Kristen here with Will and Matt. And guys, I feel uh, a little silly because at the end of um, the last episode, last Wednesday, I was like, gosh, can't, who knows how different this next Wednesday's podcast is going to be. We're going to have all this breaking news with with the GM search, but um, still kind of in this holding pattern. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's interesting. And, but but by the time you hear this today, there there may be something new. Um, but you know, as we're recording here at 9 a.m. Um, uh, Wednesday morning, you know, there, there's, uh, it, we haven't, haven't inked a, inked a deal yet, but I think there, there are some reports out there that, that are kind of leaning some certain ways, so we can certainly uh, look at some of those. Absolutely. So what we know for sure is that the Panthers have interviewed uh, 15 total candidates. Um, they have continued interviews into this week, and Will, as you said, there are various reports out there, and, and we might know more by the time this episode airs. Various reports out there from from the likes of Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter that it seems like um, they are kind of honing in on this group that might include uh, Monty Austinfort, Scott Fitterer, Adam Peters, um, and that's just that's just what we know. That's just what's out there. By no means is that. Um, uh, confirmed. I mean, I don't. I don't believe any news until I see it straight from the tweets of Panther Stats guy. So um, we don't know for sure yet. But uh, but that's a, a good direction to kind of look into. Um, and will Monty Austinfort was one of the first candidates that was interview, while uh, Adam Peters kind of in that middle group, and then Scott Fitterer very recent. Yeah, so the, uh, since last Wednesday, there have been kind of more interviews done at the end of last week and then at the beginning of this week. Um, and, you know, according to some of these reports from from Schefter and Rappaport, 
Um, it, it sounds like the, the group that you just mentioned, uh, they're kind of looking at for a second round or some follow-up things. Um, so I, I think it's really interesting because so much of what I was saying last week was that, you know, with, with Dave Tepper, with the way this organization uh, found and then uh, really kind of signed Matt Rule last year, you know, things happened really quickly. I'd be curious kind of what kind of the anatomy of this process, because, you know, this really is, this is uh, the new owner's first time hiring a general manager. You know, Marty Herney was here, you know, he talked so much about the way that Marty Herney kind of helped him learn about this process, learned a little bit about uh, the year, a year in football and kind of the, the way things go. And this is also, you know, this is just Matt Rule's second year as an NFL head coach and, and working with a GM. So I think they're certainly wanting to make sure they're really doing their due diligence. They're really examining um, options, really examining the, the people that they're looking at and, and making sure they're, they're making the best possible decision. Um, which is, I think, maybe different from last week, where it felt like you just kind of had to race and, and get the first person that really felt good. Um, and so I, I, I will certainly admit, I think my hunches about how this would go were completely wrong. Um, and I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, I, I don't mind this at all. You know, something uh, Dave Tepper said to me previously was that um, for him, he sees it as, as a much more um, time-consuming and tougher hire than a head coach because as he put it there's a lot more information out there about head coaches and I think you can look at that you know just on its face in terms of win-loss record and what they've been able to do um with the program and uh, that was evident with with Matt Rule and then he flew down there to, to Waco last year and that's when Matt Rule said he knew that it was the right thing so but that's interesting that you know it was it does seem like it was very quick last year with Rule once that in-person meeting happened, but he also had all this data to go on in terms of what Matt Rule had done at previous stops, the type of coach he wanted to bring in. And I thought it was interesting that he said, you know, the information's just not as readily available on GM candidates. And I think that's led to um, talking to so many. And then you've got to analyze fit. And then you got to analyze, you know, how do you think they would come in and what their role would be in the Panthers organization. And, and Dave Tepper has also said, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily just want to look at it as the way a GM role is traditionally always operated. So I, I think it's great. I think it's great that they've interviewed so many. And I, I would guess, Will, when we talk about last week and how quick they got into the interviews, you don't want to lose out on someone, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't want to not interview Nick Casario and then he goes to the Texans and you go, okay, well, that could have been – our guys so they had a chance to interview someone like him so to me I wonder if that's it which is like we want to meet with everyone immediately so that someone doesn't get taken out from under our nose that could have been our perfect candidate but at the same time you know once we've gotten those initial meetings out of the way we've scheduled interviews with everyone we want to talk to let's really make sure that we're making the right decision it's one of the most important jobs in the organization so I say take as long as you need to make sure that that you're getting this right yeah, and I think that that might have, there might be a larger view at, at stake here. You know, think of this group of, you know, of the 15, you know, obviously they're not necessarily looking at all 15 in the same way, you know, the, um, but there aren't, there aren't that many GM positions that have, are getting filled quickly around the NFL. You know, you think of Houston and that's the only one right now, isn't it? That's the only one. So I, I think maybe somewhat of the kind of, feeling out the pace of everybody else 
and feeling that out and saying, okay, we, we might have a little, we might have another day or two. Well, and what do you, you know, think? We might of, have a little bit more time. What do you think about the fact that the interviews thus far have been on Zoom, not in person? Yeah. Now, I know everything yeah. has been on Zoom since March, and certainly we're all used to it. I've done all my interviews, and you can certainly get the sense of who a person is um, and and create that um, that bond with them, get a sense of, of how they want to operate. But maybe it just takes a, a little bit longer when you're hiring for a role that is this important to the franchise to just really make sure when you've never met this person in person before. Yeah. And I would imagine that while there certainly have been Zoom interviews with the candidates themselves, you know, you would think that there'd be some background. There's going to be some other conversations going around that kind of, you know, try to help fill in some of those gaps. One thing I would caution our fans, you know, that might be worried about, oh my gosh, 15, you know, what are they doing? I, I think that there's at least with the Zoom, you know, the numbers this year versus what you would think like a normal amount of interview candidates would be are going to be inflated because of yeah. how easy this is. You just roll through. You know, you, exactly. You know, you don't necessarily hear that many in terms of other searches when in the past, in a different age in time, you were flying people in or you were flying out, you were flying around. You know, when you can go for interviews in an afternoon, just one by one by one, you know, it, 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 everything becomes a little bit easier. The candidates maybe can interview with more people because they can do it by Zoom. Um, so I, I do think that, you know, we kind of have to take take that number and take these circumstances uh, with a wider view of, you know, what's really going on in 2021. Yeah, I personally like it. I, I know that may not be the, the popular opinion, as you said, among fans, but I like it. I think turnover every stone or whatever all of the, you know, corny ways of saying that kind of thing is but I, I really do believe it it's it's such an important position it will impact this franchise for for years and years to come and to talk to everybody um like you said you got you got an hour and a half two hours whatever it is and you roll through uh zoom calls I think it's great that they are really searching far and wide for this um but as you said we may know more um even by the time this podcast comes out as uh as the list inevitably starts to narrow and you know, the official word is that they will make a decision by the end of this week. So we'll know something soon. Yeah. Hold, hold on and hopefully come back next week to get the exclusive inside interview. I'm just uh, clicking refresh on Panther stats guy. I want to see, well, I'm, I'm I want to know refresh on the Kristen Balboni YouTube channel. <laughs> like, that's what I want to see. <laughs> we just break it. Uh, we just break the news. Uh, also, oh, yeah. more news this week is that the Panthers staff was picked to coach in the Senior Bowl, which is exciting. It's something that M Matt Rule is very excited about, very enthusiastic about, um, especially this year when there are so many unknowns leading up to uh, the draft and leading into the season. You know, what is the combine going to look like? Is it going to happen at the normal time? Is it going to happen at all? Um, so it's a great opportunity for the Panthers to, to get in front of a lot of these prospects and get to know them. Yeah. And I think that it, it's funny because I was kind of trying to draw into the GM conversation too. I think sometimes even in my head, you, you seem to think that because we've been doing People have been doing mock draft season since November and everyone thinks they know everything about every college football player. And the fact that the last game was on Monday and that was what everything you need to see from Mac Jones. And that was that, you know, was the definitive statement on Devonte Smith, you know, all these guys. I, 
it's amazing how much, guess what? At the end of the day, you still need things like the senior bowl and whatever the combine ends up being this year. You know, those things really do make a difference and being able to actually sit in a room or sit socially distanced from a guy and talk to him, you know, all of the stories last year about Derek Brown were that, you know, meeting the guy made the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't just looking at tape. It wasn't just seeing what he did in a bowl game, you know, or seeing what he did against Alabama or whatever. It was meeting Derek Brown that really made the difference, you know, and, and potentially meeting some, maybe some other players you might've thought were great fits and then realizing, you know, maybe, maybe that isn't as much of a fit. So I, I think that uh, being able to go down there to be the ones that are, that are directing these guys, you know, when you're out in the field and, you know, you're running guys through drills and you can see the way that they interact with you, they react to your direction, um, all, all of that stuff, you can get a really good feel for, um, for, for how these players react to coaching for, for who they are as people. And I think that's been so much of what the, the bed, uh, you know, the bedmark of this um, franchise is going to be moving forward is, you know, who are they as people so that they can grow into really great football players. Absolutely. And, and how can you develop talent that maybe other people don't see? I was talking mm-hmm. to, to coach rule on the one year anniversary of his hiring, which was on uh, January 7th of last year. And, um, you know, we kind of walked through the season and, and how crazy everything was and how different and unique. And um, I asked him about the draft and drafting from home. And he said the thing that stood out to him the most that he'll take away from that draft is just what great players they got. And, you know, really, uh, and he said, you know, if we can if we can do that this year and if these guys can all play and really contribute with no OTAs, no preseason, just imagine what we can do with more time. And then he even talked about some of the undrafted guys, uh, Joe Charlton, um, Miles Hartsfield, like those guys as well. And so this is just more of an opportunity for this Panther staff that can develop young talent quickly um, to to get in front of of more of those guys, as you said, Will. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be tough again. You know, I think the Senior Bowl is going to be even more important this year with so many question marks around what the combine may or may not be. So, oh, that's you know, a great point. I might have just said that about yeah. three minutes ago. Okay, I'm teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing, but you're absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right. You know right, what? We're Christy. both absolutely right. Uh, but let's let's talk about the combine versus the Senior Bowl. Do you have a preference? I, I would say in a normal year, I would say the combine because yeah. there, I, I think there there might be a little bit more time in terms of like the one on one interviews with guys. Um, but at the same time, I think that. I think that maybe for a coach that's within, you know, an actual coach that's coaching that's out in the field rather than, you know, maybe in the stands or something, I think you can see a lot with some of the drills and some of the actual football things versus a cone drill or, you know, when you're, when you're going up against another really, really good lineman in blocking drills, you know, I'm not going to write a guy off because he got beat by the really good lineman from Alabama, but you can see maybe more than just let's compare tenths of a second on a cone drill um and and so i think there's there's some different things that each each set of activities gives you i think traditionally the combine has really been important for for interviews with players 
and because there's a there's something about the combine where this collection of player personnel staff coaching staff media they all kind of create these uh, narratives that kind of feed into each other and it's this interesting sort of wave of information that kind of comes out of the combine that are you know some of it's a little bit uh, false to throw somebody else off but for for the most part it's it really drives the narrative towards the draft and it kind of drives the way that the draft sometimes ends up happening it, you know just all of those late nights in indianapolis there's a lot of interesting things that kind of start spurring interest one way or spurring interest a different way um that i think are, is unique to what the combine has been is there was it Wright Thompson that wrote an article, a really in-depth article yeah. for ESPN on it a few years ago? Was that yeah. who it was? It, it's just a fascinating. It, so, that's yeah. what it reminds me of. If anyone wants to to read more into what Will's talking about, I still remember that article being just uh, really incredible in terms of, like you said, all of the, I don't want to say wheeling and dealing, but uh, all of the different stuff that happens um, at the Combine every single year, what, what it's like behind the scenes. Very, very interesting stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in a second with more. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. All right, Will, I don't know if you've heard, but there's plenty of other football stuff going on outside of the world of the Panthers. A little something called Super Wild Card Weekend. A little something called College Football Playoff uh, Championship Game. So what is your level of interest in all of those things? How much of everything did you watch over the weekend and then Monday? I was very upset that my current subscription plan does not include Nickelodeon. That's that's oh, I had we had it at my house. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. The 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 I mean, just there's just something about our entire generation, like this group from of like 26 to maybe like 38 year olds of all of us engaging in football and then having Nick bring back like all of this to us. The slime. I think it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. All the slime and everyone doing their top five Nick shows and just a, just a lot of nostalgia over the weekend. Uh, Matt, you're younger than Will and I. Were you a Nick person or not? Yeah, I didn't watch Disney Channel. I watched Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. But I was with my father-in-law this weekend, mm-hmm. and I had to settle for the CBS broadcast or the whichever. I think it was CBS. But, uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed. I wanted to watch Nickelodeon, but I couldn't talk, I couldn't talk Wayne into it. <laughs> Wayne, not a big Nick fan. <laughs> Understandable. Really. No, I thought it was great. I remember when the news first came out about you know, the, the simulcast on Nickelodeon. I was like, huh, that's that's strange. Uh, you know, my husband and I were like, what, what is this? And then you, when you get into it, I completely agree. It was it was so fun. And, and what a great way to, to uh, bring young kids, potentially young fans, into the fold in a different way. Absolutely. I thought Sean Payton was a pretty good sport after the game for getting a bucket of slime dumped on him, too. I was surprised, <laughs> him of all people, to, to be such a good sport about that. I mean, look. Who's gonna say no to the slime? <laughs> I would. I would definitely get slimed. Oh, absolutely! It's like a. It's everyone our age's dream. I think, <laughs> right? Will? It, I mean that, and or watching your team from your basement and having the very first play from scrimmage be hiked over Ben Roethlisberger's head and having your kids go nuts because you're 45 <laughs> seconds behind them. 
I mean, I it, this it was an incredible weekend. You go f- straight from Nick into the Browns being this ridiculous underdog and having the type of game that they did that against was wild. Pittsburgh. Twenty-eight was, nothing at the yes. before it was nine o'clock at night. I mean, it was nuts. And then and, and to not even have your head coach there and to have Pittsburgh, you know, feeling like it was potentially at the end of an era after starting undefeated for so long. I mean, it was just it was an incredible weekend of storylines. And how about former Panther Taylor Heineke absolutely balling out oh my against God. the yeah. Bucks. That was incredible. That that yeah. run where he dove from like the five yard line and made it in, that was incredible. Yeah. Taylor really, I mean, and then you have, you know, you have Buffalo that you know, holding off Phillip Rivers and potentially what could be his last game and a fantastic opener on, yeah. on Saturday and, you know, the, the bills and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and Mario Addison, you know, the, the obviously the huge list of Panthers up there um, seeing what they're doing. I mean, it's, it was a really great weekend. I mean, after all that, just the, the snooze fest on Monday to watch Devonte Smith just run by everybody was like, okay, Alabama. Yeah, what was it. that? They did not cover him at all. You'd think you would want to cover the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know how you cover him. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been <laughs> it. I think they might have been trying. Not a bad point. It just didn't yeah. work out. Um, I love, yeah. I, I mean, everyone loves Wild Card Weekend, but Super Wild Card Weekend. It's just great. You just roll into the next one. It was, it was awesome. So much fun. But Will, you brought up a good point. Um, as you said, it's already mock draft season. It has been mock draft season. Um, for a while now, um, but you brought up a good point with the Super Wildcard Weekend about the 2018 draft and and how many of the guys represented in that draft are, are were out there this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you think of Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Ravens. Of course, you have Lamar Jackson. You have Baker Mayfield with a big win. Josh Allen. You know, really kind of three of the five major quarterbacks from that 2018 draft, uh, which also included uh, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. But, you know, to have three of those guys advance to the divisional round was is, is pretty amazing. Um, and, and, you know, that draft is, is an interesting kind of first round to look at, because while you had so much debate over which of those quarterbacks was going to be successful or not, then kind of the back end of that draft, you still have this kind of little like mini narrative of the Ridley versus Moore mm-hmm. uh, storyline, which I think, you know, that has will continue to be something I think for the rest of their careers for people that don't necessarily know, you know, I think Carolina was certainly focusing in on a wide receiver. uh, Yes. I I remember the draft as a fan. Yeah. You knew it was, it felt like it was going to be one of those two guys, Uh, you know, DJ Moore or Calvin Ridley at, at 24. So, yeah, I mean, with those two guys, they've had pretty similar careers over the last three years. I think Ridley jumped out to having more receiving touchdowns his first little bit. DJ kind of struggled to find the end zone. But the thing about DJ Moore was he was always the guy that you could count on after the catch. In their three seasons, DJ has 1,187 yards after the catch and 497 yards after contact compared to just 100 yards after contact for Calvin Ridley. Uh, Ridley has way more touchdowns, 26 to 10 in receiving touchdowns. But overall, like the receiving yards between Ridley and Moore – I think they're divided by like 93 yards. It's 3,156 to 3,061 between the two of them. So, I, I mean, I would venture to say you probably couldn't have gone wrong with either one of them. Both of them have been really, really good these first three years of their career. Certainly guys you'd want on your receiving core um, as leaders. But I, I think the Panthers are still going to be pretty happy with DJ Moore. So we're going to leave that right here because we've got a fun game to play here on the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. 
And Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football and he looks forward to the show all week. So when your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit MorrisJenkins.com. All right. So instead of a weird question of the week, we thought we would, I thought, I'll take full responsibility for this <laughs> this game. I thought um, it would be fun to do um, a little mock draft uh, since, Will, as you said, it is mock draft season. I thought we had good success with this in Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving foods mock draft. And so I kind of thought, stay with me on this one. You know, it's January. It's uh, the start of a new year. Everything's fresh. So much possibility in front of us. Why don't we mock draft months of the year? All right, everyone seems enthusiastic <laughs> about it. This is dead silence. I was waiting on Will to say something. No, Matt was nodding his head. But that's Thank what you. we're doing um, because I say so. So uh, how do we go about quickly who's going to pick first? Here's what I thought. Why don't we go alphabetical order middle names? Because I don't know you guys' middle names. Okay, that's a good one. Will, what's your middle? Oh, wait, it's McFadden. Yeah. Right. Okay, so you're M. I'm Edward. I'm it's Elena. E. So about, you're I first. Went, I went first last time, though, so why don't you go first this time? Why don't we go reverse? Will goes first. All right, Will goes first. Will goes first. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, my first pick of the 2021 month draft goes to March. Ugh. What? Ugh. March. Ugh. That was second That's to last a bust. on the list. That's a bust to me. Yeah. All right. What is wrong with you people? Literally, Best. the greatest two weeks of the year are the Thursday and Fridays of the beginning of the NCAA tournament. That's the only reason it's not last on my list. That's fine. Oh, um, that's yeah, fine. I, if I that's what you, if you want to take March first <laughs> overall, it, okay. Wow, this is gonna go really right. different than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so fun. Everyone has, you know, everyone has diverse opinions on months. All right, so it's my turn next. So with the second overall pick in the 2021 month draft, I'm going with June. That was my third one. Yeah. What? June. That was my last one. Ju- why what? June? June is a great month. It's the start of summer. It's my birthday month too. It's, yeah, it just. It feels nice outside. You got a whole um, summer stretched ahead of you. People are a little more laid back. You might be going on a vacation. June's great. Well, I picked last, and I'm going to get my first pick. I'm going to take November. Okay. 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 Yep. Yep. That I love one's- the winter. You got Thanksgiving. You got the Christmas feeling kind of coming up at the end of the at the end of the month. Football's in full swing and games matter, so I'm going to take November. All right. I'm just making sure I write all this down. I'm taking this very seriously. (laughs) All right. So off the board are March, June, and November. Those are our first overall picks. Will, what ridiculous month are you going with next? Well, I mean, because you guys are ridiculous, I get two first-round picks in my first two picks. So my tier one was March, November, December. So I still have December. I'm taking December. Ah, uh, that was okay. That's where that's where um, that was I was going to go next. Yeah. So I mean, it's similar to November. You still have football in the South. It's still not freezing. It's it can have brisk, you know, nice days. You have all of the holiday parties. You know, usually you get to see family, um, and then you know you kind of have bowl season. You have end of the year uh, NFL. It, you have everything. All right. Well, December was going to be my next pick, but uh, since it's no longer on the board, I'm going to go with October for all of the reasons that you guys said. Oh, I just saw, Matt's face just looks so dejected. No, <laughs> he just, it was like a there, nod but... and a smile of, um, you know, you're resigned to I'm, it. So I'm, I'm going to go. Get my guy. That's why. You're still going to get your guy. All right. I'm going to go October for you know all of the the sports slash um, holiday. Uh, reasons that you guys have already mentioned wish wish november december were still there but i I feel good about where october is going to slot into my team 
Well, I'm going to get September. It's the best two weekends in a row, in my opinion, of the whole year. You get the Labor Day weekend or, yeah, Labor Day weekend where you get all the college football and the very next weekend it's NFL Red Zone's back with the Octobox. So I'm a big fan of those two, those first two weeks. And it's it's like kind of the end of summer, beginning of fall. It's just, it's great. So I'm going to get September to go with my November. All right. So we're through two rounds, two rounds left to go. Here's what's still on the board. January, February, April, May, July, and August. Will, where are you going next? All right. This is tough because I have a, I have a tier two, but I think I, knowing you guys now, I think I might be able to save it for my fourth round. Ah. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'll, I'm just going to use it. I'm going to go with July because it's my birthday month. It's July 4th. And usually in a normal year, it's kind of the last, it, it's kind of the last uh, month of summer because training camp always starts at the end of July. So it's kind of like your last chance to to really get out there and enjoy summer before like August becomes working again. Um, so there's a little bit of Sunday scaries to it, but there's also some, you know, kind of you savor it maybe a little bit more. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was going to, I was looking at July for this next pick. Um, oof, all right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go August. For my third pick. I got two strong summer months there. Ugh. I like August. Ugh. Ugh. It's still summer. No, but then you start to think about not. fall, then you got preseason. It's a good time. August August is Wofford. That's all I can think <laughs> of when I think of August. Oh As my someone gosh. who's never been well, to Wofford, oh, I enjoy the month of August. August is the worst. <laughs> no, because you're getting so like, excited games, for football. It's count. right around the corner. Real. Yes, but it's, it's the anticipation. Really All right, you know what? You already made your third round pick. <laughs> Matt, who you got? January. It's the beginning of a new year, and it's winter. Which, like I said, I love winter, so I get December, or I get November and January, two pretty pretty good winter months. I'm, I'm very happy with my board so far. All right, let me fill this in, Matt. I think the way it lines up, I hope we all have what I have last. I think, I think it might happen. I think it's going to happen, too. All mm-hmm. right, Will, your last pick. You uh, so far have drafted March, December, and July, and still on the board is February, April, and May. Mm, tough, but you know sometimes your your seventh round pick can you know can can get onto the field, so you have to make sure it counts, even if it feels like a throwaway pick. Um, I'm still I'm gonna go with April. Ugh, that's the one yep. I hate. I'm gonna go with Matt April. said that's the one I hate. I don't hate any. Matt month, has a grudge against April. One. I don't like April. Really? It's just yeah. nothing. There's nothing going on in April. Except so you have time. usually you have like the college basketball national championship to start the month. Like in the Masters, usually in April. Yeah. Yeah, usually April's some, a good in month. normal years you'd have you'd have the Masters. Like I get it. College baseball hasn't finished yet, so like that's still kind of happening. So there's not really that many great sports going on but i mean may and february uh, i i don't know it doesn't always have to be about sports it could just be like what months do you like (laughs) you know me yeah it's true it has to be about sports all right i mean that's that's what makes the months i like i'm sorry that's fair um i will go with uh may for my fourth pick um now guys i gotta be honest my birthday is in february i don't even want it like that's just the last (laughs) one you know i'm there it's 
Well, I'll take your birthday Nobody month since February. you took my birthday month. Is that where you? Is that what you thought would be last, Matt? No, I thought April would be last because April's the worst. I don't mind April, but I April's up, a nice little month. I ended up getting all, four of the top seven, so I'm very happy with four with of your top seven. All right, so let me just make sure that I've got everyone's um, picks. September. I'm doing this in real time. I'm making sure that all of our picks are right. It matters. It we does gotta, matter. All down. right, so. This is what we've netted out with. And I think it's important to note that this is an important draft to have, you know, that that good draft position that Will had. Absolutely. So, you know, he gets docked a few points just because, like, man, what great draft position. But Will came away with March, December, July, and April. I'm not gonna lie, that's a that's a pretty good draft to me, even though Matt hates he April. He whiffed. He whiffed on March. That was a that was a bad. Hey, I, but then he got December and July. We'll yes, he got see, December but I'm and not July. A July guy, so December's the only one that I'm jealous of. I got June, October, August, and May, not gonna lie, not feel don't feel great about it. But you know, we go with what we got. At least you didn't get March and April. Mm-hmm. And Matt, you got November, <laughs> September, January, and February. Absolutely. All right. I think we all feel okay. I feel great. You I know. Feel great? I, I know. Well, I feel. I feel, I feel really good about March. I don't care what y'all say. All right. I gotta develop some March prospects. April, so yeah. <laughs> well, let us know. Let us know uh, what you guys think. Who had the best draft? I'm already making excuses for mine. I don't. I don't <laughs> feel like I had a great showing. Uh, this is the Happy Half Hour podcast presented by Morris Jenkins. Thank you all so much for listening. Will, Matt, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.